Welcome to The Plan, where we discuss the power of planning to meet the challenges of life's rites of financial passage. For so many of us, our 401k or IRA accounts are reservoirs of wealth that we contribute to for years and years, all for that day when we retire or leave a job where we've been part of a group retirement plan. That day comes and we have a sum of money staring at us from a statement or a computer screen and we think, now what? Is this all there is? How do I make this last for this unknown amount of time I have left? Where should I put it? Are there taxes to pay? Should I get some advice? Well, that's what this episode is all about. Hello, everyone. I'm Mark Smith, host of The Plan, and with me to talk about this major right of financial passage is Kelly Famoletta, a financial advisor and partner at Charles Stephen, one of the Southwest's leading financial planning firms and the sponsor of this podcast. Hey, Kelly. Good morning, Mark. Great to have you back again. Great um, to be here. You've been advising employer employer-provided retirement plans and individuals building their own retirement for a long time. In your experience, what's a common reaction for people who arrive at this point when they enter this new reality of now depending on the money they've saved for, in many cases, for decades? Yeah, first, thanks for saying a long time and not the number of years um, that I've been doing that. I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I think that um, the biggest question that people come to is, what do I do? Um for for most of us, it's the second largest asset outside of our home. Our homes make sense to us. We know that we're going to buy them or sell them or fix them up or not. Um, we know that we need to hire someone if we're not, um, you know, carpenters or plumbers or, or that kind of thing. But we get to our retirement account where we've we've focused on saving all of these dollars to a certain age. The certain age was like the target. Hey, I'm going to retire at this point. But it's not like we die that day, right? We yeah. have a, hopefully many years past that. But no one gives us the information on what we're supposed to do at that point. So I think the biggest question I hear is, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I mean, again, there's this this sum of money, and mm -hmm. for some people, it's 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 a it's a it's perfectly adequate. Other people think, "Oh my gosh, how am I gonna?" It's never enough. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter how okay. much you have saved. People never feel like it's enough because there's a fear there. Yeah. Um, so, so people, you know, do they feel like they're going to get this pot of money and then they're going to be on their way and they have to figure it out for themselves? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people feel that way, or they, you know, the the question is, well. How do I structure this? They and, and that's a really common question. Um, Leah, another advisor in the office, and I were at a meeting last week, and um, someone came up to us and said, you know, I'm, I'm really confused. I don't understand, you know, what do I do? They had all of the answers to all of the questions, you know, how much should I be saving? Um, what, what does Social Security replace? You know, really a great understanding of financial basics. But then her, her comment was, but I've never understood what to do hmm. once I retire retire? Yeah. How do I get that money out? And so, I, I mean, I think that we spend all of this time talking about save, 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 which is really important because just frankly, we don't save enough. Uh, but we spend very little time talking to people about how to transition to that next sort of stage of now that I'm done accumulating, how do I start decumulating or how do I start turning that money into something that I can live on over the rest of my life? Got it. And it seems to me that there are there are two big groups here. We, we've got the people that you just mentioned, the people that are 
they're going to stop working full time mm-hmm. um, and, you know, enjoy their lives in the way that they've been dreaming of for a long time. You've mm-hmm. got another set of people, though, who, for a variety of reasons, the group retirement plan they've been a part of, uh, it, it's not there anymore, either because a company is bought or mm-hmm. it's dissolved and they have to figure out, okay, what do I do with this now? You know, what, what is my, um, you know, what can I do with it? If it's right. money that's tied up, if it's pre-tax money or uh, protected in some way. So let's take the first group first. These okay. are the people that are entering this new phase of their life. Um, what, what What's your first line of, of attack for people like that when you talk to them? Yeah. So I think the first line of attack there is really getting a good feel of what our income and expenses are. And so there seems to be a real disconnect, at least in the people that I talk to, about how much money they have in their account and how that's going to convert into dollars in retirement. And so, you know, if it costs me $50,000 a year to pay all of my bills and I have $100,000 in an account, well, simple math says it's going to last a couple of years, right? Right, right? But for some reason, we don't do that math. And so we kind of fail to save enough or have a really good understanding of of um, what it's going to take in retirement. So the very first thing that I tell people before you think about where you're going to potentially roll it to, what kind of investments are, are you going to be you know, considering, bottom line, what are your income needs going to be? What are your expenses? And figure out, spend some time really sort of writing that out, understanding what that is, using financial planning software, using an advisor's help to say, okay, come up with a cash flow analysis, right? How much money is it going to take to cover all of my expenses in retirement? Because that's our number one goal, not, oh, I want to get, you know, a 5% return over the next 30 years kind of thing. It's a, I need to be able to live comfortably and, you know, pay all of my expenses and also, um, accomplish whatever goals that, that I want to accomplish. And so it may be that we're able to completely retire and just live on those dollars. Um, it may be that, um, we're retiring a little bit younger than social security full retirement age or, um, to really maximize social security. So we're going to be needing to take more money out in, in the beginning. Um, all of those kinds of things, are going to suggest, if not dictate, the kind of accounts and choices we should be making from a rollover standpoint. Um, You know, just really basically when you get to retirement, you've got a couple of different choices in your retirement account. You can cash it out, pay taxes on it, which is rarely the recommendation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're under 59 and a half uh, or 55 in certain circumstances, then you're going to pay a penalty too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just work too hard and save. Um, It's just too much of a journey to give the IRS those dollars uh, from a penalty standpoint, unless we just don't, don't have to. Or unless we, excuse me, unless we have to, um, never pay a penalty unless you absolutely have to. So, you know, cashing those dollars out, that's what you're really looking at is the taxation and a potential penalty. Um, rolling over, you know, rolling over to an IRA maintains its tax qualified status, meaning that you're not paying taxes on those dollars right now. You pay taxes on those dollars as you take the dollars out. And so, um, it's just, really important to understand the taxation and then what the goals that you're trying to accomplish. So these dollars should still be 
goal driven yeah. for you. It shouldn't just be, okay, I'm, you know, I'm 67 or whatever my, my age is. I'm going to take it all out and stick it in the mattress, right? You're still going to have goals that you need to accomplish. You're still going to be having expenses that you need to cover and you're still going to want to invest um, because inflation doesn't stop just because we retired, right? Yeah, right. Uh, interest rate risk doesn't stop just because we retired. And very frankly, we're living longer, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're retiring in our 60s, potentially you've got 30 years that you're going to have to fund and and uh, make sure those dollars last. Well, and just because we're retiring, it doesn't mean our money retires too. That's a great analogy. It, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it doesn't can just stop. continue to work and right. work for us. Um, do a lot of people lose sight of the fact that so often when they when they have this lump sum or this this nest egg that they've been saving, do they forget that these are uh, these are taxable? This is taxable wealth, depending on the kind of yeah. account they have. Like uh, you know, you just can't take it out, and then like, oh, guess what? You're gonna have to pay taxes on all that. And you right. think, wait a minute, that was what I didn't I already pay taxes on it? Right. I, I'm some to a certain extent. I think people don't understand necessarily the tax bracket they're in, and so we'll get a lot of questions like, "Well, what what are taxes going to be?" Well, it depends on your personal income tax bracket. So I can tell you what mandatory withholding is, but then there's going to be an adjustment on your taxes. So yes, there is that. But actually, I think what I get more is people that get to retirement and they say, well, I want to roll this into a Roth and it's pre-tax money. And they don't understand that in order to convert these dollars to Roth dollars, you have to come out of pocket for the taxes. So it's not, so if I'm converting $100,000, you know, from a pre-tax uh, 401k into a Roth IRA, and my income tax bracket is 20%, I need to come up with $20,000 personally. Hmm. I can't take it out of that $100,000 that I'm rolling over. Wow. And, um, you know, and so a lot of people, they hear um, conversation out in, you know, media conversation about how Roth is, is the best. And Roth has some fantastic uh, benefits. But it doesn't necessarily make sense to come out of pocket on all of these taxes. And so that's when you really want to talk to a financial advisor about whether it makes sense for you, not just sort of the, um, you know, the noise out there of, oh, this is what everybody should be doing. Yeah. Um, can you take a minute and explain to to folks, and I put myself in this category, that I think I know what a Roth is and what mm-hmm. a regular... IRA is what's the, what the difference is there? Yeah, so it's it's basically the tax status of the money that you're saving. So traditionally, we would save in a 401k plan or an IRA plan, and we would those dollars would be pre-tax. Okay, very specifically from the 401k, right? And so money comes out of your check. If you earn a hundred dollars, you don't get paid a hundred dollars. You maybe get paid seventy-five or eighty because you're paying federal or state income tax. With pre-tax, the money goes into your account before federal or state income tax. Okay. So if you earn $100 and you save $100, the whole $100 goes into your retirement account. Okay. Um, and then when you take the money out at retirement or pre-retirement, uh, you're going to pay taxes on those dollars because you didn't when they were initially saved. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're also paying taxes on the gain. So it's still a fabulous deal, right? And and the idea with pre-tax is that we're pushing it down the road because maybe I'm in a higher income tax bracket now than I will be in retirement. Mm-hmm. And if you think about what drives our income tax brackets up, it's our earnings. And so while we're working, more than likely we have higher earnings than we will in retirement. And that means our tax bracket's going to be higher, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So the, the idea is, is, okay, it makes more sense for me to pay taxes on this money down the road 
than it does now. And that's sort of the traditional way that we save in a 401k um, and IRAs. Similarly, there's some some uh, uh, tax credit ways that that works. Roth is different in that I'm saving post-tax. Okay. So if I earn $100 and federal and state income tax takes that down to 75 or 80, that's 75 or $80 goes into my, my 401k account or my IRA account. Um, and it grows. And as long as I leave the money in there for both age 59 and a half and five years, okay, so, so both. So if I'm 20, I have to get to 59 and a half. If I'm 57, I have to get to 62, uh, right? Right. Um, Your math is so good. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> in the morning. I've only had one cup of coffee. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, we have to, if we leave that money in there for both of those things, 59 and a half in five years, then when we take the money out, the gain is tax free, right? So, you know, when does Roth make sense? When maybe you feel like you're going to be a higher income tax bracket in retirement, either because tax law changes or because your earnings are higher or whatnot. Um, both are fabulous ways to save, mm-hmm. um, but but different. And they really come down to, do we want to pay taxes now or later? There's another statistic that has always stuck out to me so much that when people retire um, within a year, about 7 to 8% of those people are going to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And th- that's a really important element to consider too, that is there a possibility that you might go back to work? And if so... You don't just stay with the plan that you made when you thought you weren't going to work anymore, right? Right, right. Uh, Yeah, you know, I hope from an optimistic standpoint, the statistics are that way because people go, gosh, I'm kind of bored, right? Right. And um, I really want to go back and and, uh, I just kind of miss the interaction. And I hope that's why people go back to to work in retirement. I mean, common sense would tell us that it just doesn't suit everybody. Yes. I mean, not going to work every day. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope it's not because people get to retirement and they go, wow, you know, I'm having to make choices between uh, groceries and and medication. That's never what we want, um, obviously. So it's, it's, yeah, it is important. And then, you know, I think the other thing too is that if you do go back to work or, or things change, um, your financial plan in retirement and how you're structuring those dollars out of your rollover account need to be adaptable. Yeah. So it's not just a, hey, okay, I'm going to take $3,000 out a month and, you know, from now into perpetuity. It's a, oh, I'm going to go back to work. Um, maybe I drop that down to 1500 or mm-hmm. maybe I drop that down to, to 2000 um, because, especially when we take those dollars out um, substantially in those first years of retirement, that really hurts the retirement plan. Yeah. We don't want to chip away at that basis. We want it to, to stay and generate income as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So be adaptable. Uh, the same way that we're not going to retire at, at 65 and, and things are just set forever in stone, you know, as things change, change with your investment accounts too. Again, do you have somebody to help you with that? If you yeah. don't feel comfortable and confident in that, have somebody help you figure out your uh, your you know your cash flow and your income needs in retirement. I think the the word you said that was so important is having an adaptable plan or make sure that you can adapt your thinking to new realities. And, and one of the biggest realities that so many of us face as we get older is our health. And is this something that, in your experience, people are able to have an honest? Um, either self-reflection about, or do they just try to, you know, do they avoid it? Wing it. Yeah. Um, hmm. 
<laughs> That's a really good question. I think that most people are aware of it. Most people are concerned about it, but most people try to wing it. They are hopeful that um, they're not going to get sick enough that they're going to need long-term care. Uh, you know, that's probably an, another podcast. Um, yeah. But uh, health health expenses are just, you know, they grow exponentially in retirement. And so a lot of things go down in cost. Um, you know, maybe we're not um, driving to work every day, right? So there's not as much wear and tear on our vehicle. And if you're like me, you're not buying new shoes for, for work. Um, <laughs> maybe we'll see. I'm not quite in retirement. Yeah. I'm not ready to give that up yet. Um, just different kinds of shoes. That's right. Just different kinds of shoes. Aw. <laughs> Sad <you> day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking more about more playtime shoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like when the doctor told me I was middle-aged and I had to stop wearing heels. That was, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, right. I, he retired too. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought, Mark. Well, no, we were, the minute shoes come into the conversation, I know, it's just like, woo, just a whole new conversation. It's, it's completely out. Okay. No, so health, health expenses. Right. Yes. Uh, people, people, fingers crossed. Right. Yeah. And, and part of that is because long-term care insurance is so expensive. It's crazy, yeah. but there's a reason because yeah. our health expenses get, um, you know, just out of control. So it's important to have a backup plan. And, and you know, definitely um, you can't wing major expenses. Um, it can just crush you financially. Yeah. So it, it is something that you want to take into consideration. Be aware of, you know, maybe if there's a history of a certain kind of, of ailment in your family, mm-hmm. um, you know, be aware of that and, and have a backup plan because um, we all know that, financial emergencies can derail us. Yeah. I think well, what I'm hearing is that, you know, when you look at that that sum that you see on your statement, uh, that that's a starting point. It's not the end point. It's not a static figure. Yeah. All. Yeah. What's interesting is, and not to get into the weeds on retirement plans, because you know I can talk about them all day long, <laughs> but um, the websites and statements are now really um, evolving to, the, you're having to dig in to get your balance and your uh, rate of return. What is on that front page of your statement, and it's going to be um, once a year on all statements moving forward, is like a, an income uh, calculation. Okay. So, okay, Kelly, you've got $30,000 in your account and you're 45, so this is going to equal $400 a month in retirement kind of thing. And so getting people to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you know, I think that's why people do get to retirement and don't know what to do because it's always been, this is your, your balance. This yeah. is your performance. It's never been, okay, Kelly, this is equates to $1,500 a month. Um, and, and, some of that is our fault because 401k plans and IRAs are really accumulation vehicles in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. And so um, there's not instruction on how to take that money out. But you can set that up to where um, you don't have to lump sum, distribution, pay taxes, that kind of thing. You can set those up, uh, roll them into accounts where they are designed more to be more distribution friendly, take that money out over time. You know, it doesn't have to be lump sums. Yeah. Um, it can be. But it doesn't have to be. You can do monthly distributions, quarterly distributions, um, have taxes withheld automatically so that you're not having to, to worry about those things. And so, you know, again, some of this goes back to our own personal habits. And um, if you're really good at budgeting and, and cash flow, um, you know, maybe you can take a once a year distribution and budget it through through the whole year. If you're someone like me that um, is more of 
a, a spender maybe um, and, and likes those kind of monthly budgets instead of an annual budget, then you can set up deposits, you know, for your, yourself monthly. But that's really, you, you've got so many options available to you. It's, it's kind of like going and buying a car, right? We all know we need a car, yeah. but how many options come with those cars? You can blue one, a red one, a green one, yeah, you know, leather point. interior or not. Yeah. Um, it's the same kind of thing. And so having someone to guide you if you don't feel comfortable is really important. But um, beware of the situations where people say, this is the... Um, you should have all of your your eggs in this basket, right? Yeah. Never feel like you can't get a second opinion where, um, you know, s- unfortunately, there are people that really um, focus on older folks, too, and, um, you know, really kind of design products that maybe not be the best for everyone. Right. Yeah. So if you're, you know, feeling uncomfortable, if you're getting these postcards about, you know, come to this lunch and learn all about these different things, never feel like you can't get a second opinion. This is, you've worked so hard for these dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless make they come sure to you first. Yes. Unless it's me and that's fine. Right. No, no, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, second opinion, uh, us as well. Yeah. Right. You'll just end up validating yours. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, you know, I, I remember that these are dollars that you've worked so hard for over these years and uh, make sure that you investigate your options. So for the people who, um, say have a, have a certain amount of time left in their working life and their company is either bought or it's mm-hmm. sold and so, and all of a sudden they're told hey our, this 401k plan is being i don't know if the right it's it's the right term merged dissolved. acquired yeah. uh, terminated yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they have a lot of they have some choices to make too they've got they do. A, and so what's your uh what what's your advice there yeah. So, um, one of the things too, I just want to mention, I just thought of when we're talking about all rollovers is there's a misnomer that you've only got 60 days, um, after you, you leave employment, whether it's because the plan t- or the plan terminated, right? Because of a merger or acquisition and that 60 day, um, rule doesn't apply unless you've cashed the account out. The check was made payable to you Okay. and taxes, you know, may or may not have been withheld. You've got 60 days to put that money back in the account to avoid it being a distribution, but that's not uh, the common way or the appropriate way to roll money over. It's better to just do a, a, what we would call a trustee to trustee transfer. And then you don't have to worry about that 60 days. So Important because we get that question a lot of, oh, I only have 60 days. No, you, you potentially have a lot longer if you've retired or you left employment. Different if the plan is terminating, okay? So, um, you know, as uh, just like us, business owners retire and they yeah. maybe sell their companies as well. And um, you get to a point where the new company either has a brand new plan and so your plan is going away um, and you've got a couple of choices available to you. Generally, you can roll into the new employer's plan. Um, they're, they're going to have eligibility requirements that you may need to meet first. Uh, you can roll your account into an IRA. You can cash it out. So same kind of choices, but you weren't at that sort of target date. And so, you know, it's that decision that's, that's being forced upon you right. sooner. Um, but kind of big picture, the same sort of things apply. Don't take the money out if you don't have to. Don't pay taxes. Don't pay a penalty if you're not 59 and a half. Again, um, the IRS doesn't need our extra money. Right. You know, you want to keep it in your pocket, not in theirs. Um, and and mm-hmm. just if I'm on a, the employee side of this and I could uh, rightfully be concerned like, oh, I've got to get that 
get to that money, or if I don't, somebody's going to do something with it. And right. but, the, but this money are they're housed in very protected accounts. Yeah, they're held in yeah. trust. Yeah. So, um, so as to your point, you don't have to make a move. Just keep it where it is until you decide what really is the best place right. for it. Right. Most, you know, when your plan is going away because the employer is shutting it down, you do have some time period constraints because they want to shut things down. And mm-hmm. so they're going to start enforcing some different dates. But most companies, we call them record keepers, like your your Fidelities, your Empowers, your, you know, your your Vanguards um, that are offering the retirement plan. And these are the people who send you your statements. These are the people that yeah. send you your statements. They're going to, a lot of them, I would, majority of them offer some type of rollover product in-house. Okay. So if you're not ready to make a decision, you can say, hey, just put me in your IRA for now. You don't lose access to it, right? Okay. Um, you know, if you get to the point where you're no longer with an employer and your balance is less than $5,000, most have some type of a mechanism or provision to basically force you out. Okay. okay? So that is a situation where you're going to want to do something. Um, if your balance is, is more on the smaller side, you still shouldn't cash it out if you don't have to. Again, you know, why pay taxes if we don't? Let right. it grow. Let it accumulate. Yeah. Think about it like the snowball kind of rolling downhill and it's picking up more snow as it goes. That's what your retirement account, that's really when it's working for you. And so we don't necessarily work for the same company for, you know, 30, 40 years like our, our parents did. Um, and, and so it's it's just sort of natural and normal to roll that over to another account and let it grow, leave it alone whether the plan is terminating or not. And, you know, same thing. If you get to retirement and you've got this account and you want to roll it into, you you don't have to make a decision the day you retire. They're not going to say, hey, Mark, hey, Kelly, thanks, here's your box, get your 401k out. Um, (laughs) You know, um, you've got time and And, and and don't feel pressured. And also the uh, administrators of these plans are required by law to give you adequate notice, right? That absolutely. These, yeah. Before they're pushing you out, if your right. balances are, you know, abs- absolutely. Um, you should be getting notification of any kinds of mergers, acquisitions. Um, if you're being, if your balance is, you know, that 5000 or less and you're being forced out, you're going to get notification. If you're not getting any notification, it's just kind of business as usual. Um, you're still able to log on to your accounts and look at them um, while you decide, you know, talk about a transition, right? A life transition. Um, don't be in a hurry with this. You don't have to be. You have time. Okay. Well, Kelly, it's been really great to talk to you about this. I know that, yeah, you, you're such an expert and you could go on and on and on. So if anybody listening has any questions, uh, give Charles Stephen a call and ask for Kelly or Leah Sowry, the other uh, advisor here who works uh, work in group retirement plans. And uh they can help you out. Kelly, again, thanks. We're going to be seeing you later Thank in the you. summer. And for everybody listening, we'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of Charles Stephen. Securities offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, SPF, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through the Ameriflex Group. SPF is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SPF. The opinions and forecasts expressed are those of the presenter and may not come to pass. This information is subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions and should not be construed as a recommendation of any specific security or investment plan. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Please coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation.